Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 74, and my special guest, Sue Raminger from the Austin, Texas market. Sue, welcome. Thank you so much, Mark. So good to be with you. You know, I'm so glad to have you here and also to introduce you more formally as our next support broker, servicing all of our agents out of Austin and all of our agents across JPAR as part of our broker support team. So happy to be part of an amazing team. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. We're welcome to bring in part of the team and, and bring into the, uh, the leadership uh, of the brokerage. So with that, let's get in real quick uh, about uh, your real estate. Now, you started in real estate, uh, you know, right about the time of the crash, right? I did. I got a license uh, in 2007, but did not go active for a number of years. So um, I, I just stayed on the sidelines for a little while because this was not this was not what I saw for myself. I didn't think that I was going to be a real estate agent. Yeah, what you really saw for yourself, you were intending to be an investor and to build your wealth through buying buying and holding real estate. And that's what you did. And that's what you continue to do. Uh, yes. and, and you've been pretty successful in that. Yes. Yes, I have. I have. So, but you joined this brokerage uh, uh, before us and, and you get involved in some HUD transactions and your, your broker knew that you weren't going to sell and uh, you were kind of doing your own thing and you get into your first transaction. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how you uh, discovered something that really saved the buyer quite a bit of money. My first transaction was a under $50,000 property way out in the country that no other agent with any good sense would touch. But I was with a hand up running out there. Um, this property uh, had a septic system and half the septic was on property that HUD did not intend to sell to this gentleman. And so I discovered this problem, um, ended up fighting with HUD and my client ended up with additional lots. So that was a turning point in my career. That's when I thought, you know, I have a skill that can actually help someone. And you, you were diligent uh, and protected your client's best interest despite, you know, basically a very small commission. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't about the commission for you. It was about protecting your client's best interest. Yeah, I actually think that, that that transaction cost me money out of my pocket because my broker at the time had a huge split. So, But it was, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. I, I would represent that person all over again. Yeah, so so it was a, it's an amazing learning process for you and you're probably still you know, in contact with that client and they're going to do a more business with you throughout the lifetime uh, of their, you know, their real estate uh, buying and selling activity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let, let's get into uh, a little bit about uh, you, you've switched from, you know, obviously you're still doing your real estate investing and, and uh, buying and owning properties, but now you're more representing uh, clients in the traditional uh, sales avenue. And tell us, uh, you know, how that's working and, and what joy you're getting out of that. So I love it. Um, from, that, from that original transaction, I, I knew that I was meant to work with clients. And so it just changed my focus. Um, I wished... I would have uh, known the secrets to building your own business. I didn't know that. And everything that I intuitively discovered on my own was, you know, my broker did not support that. She didn't believe in, at that time, she didn't believe in online leads. She didn't believe in a lot of the things. And so uh, I wished, you know, if I could go back and, and uh, restart my career, I wished I would have listened to my intuition because I always knew that, that uh, some of these things had to work. Oh, interesting. And you didn't trust your gut because maybe someone else was telling you something didn't work or yeah. 
So your, your intuition, uh, you were second guessing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you really didn't have a mentor or someone you could reach out to, to kind of bounce ideas off on. No, I did not. As a matter of fact, this was really scary, but with, Within six months of being at that small little boutique brokerage, I became the go-to. I became the person that everybody called about contract questions. I became the person, and I, it blows my mind to this day. But um, because I didn't have business, I, you know, once I decided, hey, I wanted to really work with clients, I spent all my time learning the contract, and everybody knew it at the brokerage. Yeah. So we can tell just by your stories so far that you are very detail-oriented, very thorough, and very invested in protecting your client's best interest. Absolutely. I mean, that just jumps out. That, that's your brand. That's your brand. Uh, I, I can just sense it coming across, you know, our video interview here. So tell us about the lead sources that you do do. Do you do online leads? Do you do uh, sphere uh, marketing? Do you do geographic marketing? Tell us a little bit about the, the lead sources that you are doing and what's working and what's not. So um, I have not farmed. Um, but I will farm in the future. Um, I have a nice referral base. So part of, part of my background with in, in real estate is one of the very first things I did as an investor is I taught myself how to buy properties at the courthouse steps. And in those early times when I didn't have clients, I would hand out cards. And so I, I got an investor following. And so they became my first sources of business was these investors that I was picking up basically on the courthouse steps. Mm -hmm. um, and, so now, uh, fast forward, you know, several years into the business, um, now I, I still have a nice referral base, but I do love online leads. I love them. I think they're amazing, and you have to understand the psychology of them. They're not for everybody, mm -hmm. but I'm super successful on them. I just had a call with my Zillow rep yesterday, and I'm in a zip code that you should be getting two times your return. I'm getting almost nine times my return. And he said, no, this is not possible. And I said, it is possible. It's, you have to hustle, but it's possible. Yeah, because you just, you just have that go-getter uh, go, go attitude. You obviously build great rapport over the phone, and uh, you know, you're in it for the client, not in it for a commission. Exactly, exactly. Well, tell us a little bit about, now, obviously, you're doing you know, support broker work uh, for us. Mm -hmm. You're doing your uh, buy and hold business, and then you're representing clients. How do you and, and you have you know family. So how do you manage all of that and keep keep your sanity? I love it. See, when you do something that you were meant to do, it's not work, and and that can be problematic for family members because they don't understand. They they're like, "Where's the off switch? Where? What time do you clock out?" But I love it. I absolutely love it. And so um, I think that I'm so lucky that my family understands my need to, to do what I do. And I'm just really lucky. Yeah. Well, tell us some of the uh, habits, the daily routines, the, the things that you uh, do that, that help uh, you know, maintain and propel your success. So um, I get up every morning and meditate. Mm -hmm. I I think in this crazy chaotic world, we just need some time with nothing in our heads and it's hard. It's hard. So for those people that meditate and do it well, I'm not even, I, I, I am in such awe of them because I meditate and I do it poorly, but um, that's how I start my day every day. And then I go through and, and now that I'm part of broker support, you know, I immediately want to grab the phone because I want to see what happened and who needs help in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yes, so every day I usually structure out, uh, start out with meditation, just complete, you know, quiet time. And then I go to what is the first fires to put out. And then I've got blocked times for uh, appointments, for lead generation calls. Yeah, those type of things. Now, how do you deal with, because, you know, one of the biggest struggles I hear from folks who, who try to attempt what you're talking about is the fires that come in, the incoming crises, the missiles. How do you deal with all of that that comes in and still maintain your time blocking? It's very difficult, and that's still a challenge for me. So uh, of, of the things that I do and I'm successful at, I, I don't consider time blocking to be my, my strongest suit just because I'm that person that wants to go and solve everybody else's problems. Right. So it's easily to get distracted. And, and then I end up making up those hours later on in the evening. Right. So it sounds to me what I just heard, you have a, a basically a daily action objective, a daily action checklist, and you get that done whether it takes you four hours or 10 hours. That's right. You just don't, you don't quit the day until those key items you wanted to get done are done for the day. Exactly. Exactly. No. Okay, cool. Well, what, um, have you ever wanted to quit? No, not one day. And that is shocking because I am the person that gets called with the most, it's not usually my transactions, but it's usually other folks' transactions that are very complicated. And right. instead of going, oh my gosh, we should all, you know, retire and go to the farm. I think it's amazing to figure out ways to solve problems. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, I, I haven't had one day or one thing that has made me um, question what I'm doing at all. So, so that's good to hear. How about any regrets? My only regret is that I didn't listen to my intuition early on. I wanted to jump in and start doing a bunch of things and I was talked out of it and I literally let other people talk me out of it because they had been in the business much longer than me and I thought, you know, I made the assumption that years equaled experience and that's not necessarily true. Yeah, that's not necessarily true for sure. Mm -hmm. What about things you would have done sooner? Oh, I would have absolutely changed brokers sooner. <laughs> so I... We're glad for that. I would have changed brokers sooner. I would have. I had no idea. I was so intently loyal. I still am. That's just one of, one of my traits. Right. Um, people have to do really, really bad things for me to say I've had enough. But I outgrew the brokerage. I mean, six months into it, I cannot be the most experienced person who's getting calls. Right. And, you know, now looking back, you know, 2020 is always hindsight, right? Hindsight 2020. And so looking back, I thought to myself, there was a lot of signs. And my husband, who also, his name is Mark as well, he said to me, Sue, what are you doing? Early on, what are you doing? Why are you sticking around? And I said, but they need me. And, and you know, and I did learn a lot. I did learn a lot. I absolutely learned a lot. And uh, my broker did, you know, start lead gen doing lead generation towards the end of my uh, stay with her. And I was just killing it, so... Well, that's amazing. Well, you know, what an amazing story. Uh, and I know the audience is going to get some great value and benefit uh, from that. And hopefully a couple of referrals uh, here from either Dallas or El Paso or San Antonio to you in the uh, uh, Austin market. I know we have a number of investors all around uh, Texas and all around the United States, you know, looking to uh, uh, buy uh, investment properties. And obviously you'd be a great choice for that. Well, and you know, Mark, I, I really... I'm such a cheerleader for all agents, and JPAR's got really a cohesive group of people and some very, very, very talented people. 
every chance I get, I tell them, you know, buy real estate, buy real estate, don't just sell it. Because at some point, you know, they, they need to start thinking about their wealth too. So uh, the agents in Austin know that I am the investor agent and they know because I'm always giving them lectures on making sure that they, they spend some of their talent on themselves. For sure. Well, that's a great uh, tip of the day. And uh, so grateful for you joining us today. Any last words of wisdom for the audience before we wrap up? So um, you have to, I said this at the refuel rally, you have to make the decision to be successful. And to follow that up, I would say whatever it is you believe, you're right. Oh. So whatever it is you believe, you're right. And when I have agents come to me and they say, I, I'm terrible at leads, well, they're going to be right. They're absolutely going to be right. So um, those would be my words of wisdom. Yeah, go figure out what you're good at and stay in your lane is I think what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I appreciate you so much. So grateful and look forward to seeing you in Austin soon. And we'll see you on another episode of Success Superstars real soon.